0: It is seven forty-five on a Saturday. That always means it's time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Denny. How top of the morning? Top of to the you. morning to you. Yes. <laughs> Why not? That's probably what we should talk about today. St. Let's Patrick. do that. Yes, let's do that. Indeed, and matter of fact, I have a, my one of my granddaughters is in Dublin going to celebrate her birthday, which happens to be on St. Patrick's Day, the 17th of March, Sunday, tomorrow, in Dublin. And, of course, while the Irish uh, are great for partying in that, St. Patrick's Day, up until not too long ago, was a religious feast day in Ireland, bank holiday, etc., but none of the kind of partying that we do, in this country. And, of course, it celebrates Ireland's most famous saint, St. Patrick, who, amongst other things, drove was credited with the fact that there aren't any snakes in Ireland. He drove them all out. And he's also credited with the shamrock being part of the Irish culture, because he used that when he taught religion as a symbol of the Trinity. Uh, and uh, therefore the shamrock sort of caught on and then green caught on blue was the original color for st patrick's day and then green became the uh... color because of the shamrock and in uh, matter of fact in chicago they dyed the river green uh... For st. patrick's day but they never had parties in that as a matter of fact we're real pioneers in this country the first st patrick's day parade in this country uh, was in 1737 in Boston. New York followed in 62, and ever since then, everywhere in the country, uh, if there's any Irish at all, they have a celebration to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. And, you know, what are you going to have to drink with St. Patrick's Day? We can have many, many things. You know, the, for example, I'm sure not many people know that whiskey is a Celtic word, Irish word. uskabai and it was shortened to whiskey. So they, they claim that the Irish invented Ooskabai or invented whiskey. And while I wouldn't doubt that for one minute, they certainly make a lot of whiskey. And it's interesting to note that here in this country, before Prohibition, Irish whiskey outsold scotch about 150 to 1. And then on repeal, that uh, old-time KG joe kennedy jack kennedy's father on repeal of prohibition had three ships in new york harbor full of cutty sark which was his scotch at the time that he owned that label and of course people were anxious to get really good stuff and it just came over uh, from scotland and thus scotch whiskey became far far more popular than Irish whiskey. And Irish whiskey is enjoying now a renaissance, about the fifth or sixth year uh, that Irish whiskey continues continues to grow at double digits. Uh, When I started in this business, there were only two distilleries in all of Ireland. And today, there's close to 40 different distilleries in Ireland, all turning out wonderful and different types of Irish whiskey. Of course, then the uh, other great innovation they came up with, was cream liqueur. This fellow had worked for a big British company, and uh, they owned a dairy, and he also owned a distillery. And this distillery wasn't doing very well, and he figured if he could mix whiskey with that cream and sweeten it somehow, uh, he'd have something. And, of course, all their taste tests said none of it would work. Well, he finally decided to name it Bailey's, and try it anyway and if they they could get anybody to taste it it was an instant hit and of course it changed uh... cordials forever uh... the cream liqueurs are a big category unto themselves and it was all started by diageo was the name of the parent company and a little company called bailey's in ireland and uh... It's been wonderful. Another thing everyone is familiar with, of course, is Irish coffee, which is Irish whiskey, coffee, and usually some whipped cream. That, too, was invented in the United States. In fact, the people in San Francisco take credit for it, although the Irish say it was somebody at the Shannon Airport who invented it. Whoever invented it is lost in the midst of time. But needless to say, uh, there's nothing... Uh, on a cold winter morning uh, that will be a better bracer than an Irish coffee. I mean, the the sweetness of it uh, and the brace of the Irish whiskey is really terrific. I suppose you're going to have some fish and uh, chips for Ireland. Why not? That's practically their national dish there. Another thing that came from America besides Irish coffee is uh, corned beef and cabbage. That was not a Irish dish at all uh, in Ireland. They'd have a boiled supper occasionally, and cabbage, of course, was available, but they boiled it with Irish bacon, and they couldn't find that in this country, but what they found in the Jewish neighborhoods was a brisket of corned beef, so they adapted it to corned beef and cabbage, and thus... It was born corned beef and cabbage, and I'm sure around St. Patrick's Day a lot of people will be having it. You wonder what kind of wine would you have with that. Well, I think probably a natural choice would be something like a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, nice and crisp. Uh, Also, uh, with that cabbage and corned beef being a little on the salty side, champagne or sparkling wine wouldn't be a bad choice either. If you had to have a red wine... I'd suggest something light and fruity, like maybe a very light Pinot Noir or even a Beaujolais. Uh, If you're having fish and chips, Pinot Grigio isn't bad, or Albarino from Spain with fish and chip is very good. And, of course, don't forget everybody's favorite, Guinness. Guinness, they claim, was uh, just made to go with corned beef and cabbage. Well, I don't deny that for one minute, I think it's a little more interesting when you have a very nice uh, Sauvignon Blanc or a Sancerre with that corned beef and cabbage. Uh, and the Irish really do appreciate wine, uh, but you know, some wag, I forget who it was, said the Irish don't bloom well on their own soil. That's kind of true. There's no great vineyards in Ireland. However, some of the great vineyards in the world were started by Irish people, Leoville Barton in Bordeaux, Lynch Baj in Bordeaux, chateau Felon segur Caylon-Segur, all were started by Irish folks. The Kincannon Winery in California was financed originally by the Archbishop of Mexico, sent up some Irish people uh, to Livermore Valley in California to start developing wine for uh, religious purposes for the Mexican church, and thus Cannon Winery was uh, born. but So the Irish do indeed have uh, connections to wine. As a matter of fact, in Ireland, the sales of wine in the last 25 years have grown up double digits every single year. It used to be they drank mainly Guinness. Today they're drinking lots of wine, and they're a big importing, uh, important importer of wine, both from France and even a little bit from the United States. Uh, the the wines that are available would really surprise you going around Dublin and places like that. It's very cosmopolitan, and this is all new because not thirty five years ago you'd have been hard pressed to get any wine outside of a major cosmopolitan area. And I wouldn't overlook if it we're having these Irish dishes, uh, some of the Australian wines, Australian Riesling could be very good with corned beef and cabbage. And an Australian Syrah would be very good with a, a mutton stew. And don't forget, Irish stew is really a delicious thing. And there you can have a very uh, robust red wine. I'd like something like a Cote de Rhone or, as I said, a Syrah from Australia uh, with mutton stew. Mutton is just old lamb. Uh, it's a full-grown sheep mutton, and it makes a very profound and interesting kind of stew, mutton stew. And if you like mutton, boy, I'll tell you, there's nothing like mutton stew. And uh, another dish is bangers and mash, which is sausage and mashed potatoes, or shepherd's pie. We often talk around Thanksgiving about what to do with the leftovers, turkey and stuff, and we make a shepherd's pie. The Irish have been making shepherd's pie for years. They put mashed potatoes on top of leftover stew, and that's uh, a dish that they're very, very fond of over there. And what would you have with shepherd's pie? Again, I'd have something rather robust with that stew, uh, in a, a red wine for sure. Uh, at any rate, uh, then there's, of course, everyone's favorite, uh is that as i said that bangers and mash which is nothing more than sausage and mashed potatoes colcannon is mashed potatoes with cabbage in it which is incidentally if you have leftover cabbage from your corned beef and cabbage try making that it really is kind of good and that uh, there's a version of colcannon virtually in All seafaring countries where they have potatoes and they mix it with either onions or uh, they often put cod in there. That's the national dish of Portugal. I forget what it's called, but it's mashed potatoes, cod, and scallions, green onions chopped up in there and makes for an absolutely delicious dish. And Colcannon, as I said, is about as Irish as it comes. The Irish also, incidentally, make some very, very good... Uh, cheeses. Cashel Blue deserves a place right alongside of uh, Roquefort and Stilton, in my opinion. It's a wonderful blue cheese, and their cheddars uh, from Ireland are really terrific as well. And with those, you can have virtually anything. Uh, their kool cheese, which is kind of good, reminds me a little bit of a Dutch Gouda. Uh, so uh, the Irish make some very interesting Food, Irish salmon is regarded by a lot of connoisseurs as some of the, particularly the smoked salmon, as the standard by which all the other smoked salmon should be judged. And I, I will echo the fact that I think it is some of the best smoked salmon I've ever tasted, is fresh, uh, smoked salmon from Ireland. And of course, if you want to uh, try something very interesting, how about an Irish seven-course meal? which is uh, a six-pack of Guinness and a potato. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. I, Jack, I, I know we have to run, but I heard a little, it sounds like an Irish fiddle in the background there. Yes, we're getting ready for, to <laughs> celebrate early in the morning. Outstanding. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're in the mood to celebrate and you want to get some help doing that very thing, any one of the Haskell's locations will be glad to do that. Whether you need a little Irish whiskey or you need some wine to go with your Irish dish, come in and see the folks at Haskell's. We pride ourselves at Haskell's on providing wonderful advice, marrying food and wine. And best of all, we'll put you in touch with a wine that will not break the bank. It will be very affordable. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington. Haskell's in Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Faribault right off of 35. Our super in Maple Grove is not to be missed. In Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturdays and Sundays. Minnetonka at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in, go to Haskell's.com. And we will be happy to deliver. Whatever you want. In other words, if you need some Guinness to go with your corned beef and cabbage, just call the folks at that That's delivered right to your door. And as the Irish say, "Erin go All right, we'll <laughs> leave on that note. I'm going to pick up that okay. uh, seven-course meal <laughs> later yeah. today. Jack, yeah, have a go. have a great weekend. Happy St. Patrick's Day, and we'll talk and to the you. Very same to you, Denny. We'll talk one week from today. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.